There are a lot of people who don't understand how the housing market works. And that's okay because it's really complicated. It is truly complicated. Um, but the problem is, when you have people who don't understand how the housing market works, giving out advice, innocently or not, saying that, hey, it's going up and everything's okay and it's going to be fine and it's going to be a bounce, but they don't know what they're talking about, and that leads to people thinking it's okay to proceed with one of the biggest purchases of their life without being in possession of the full facts and then walking into a massive trap. That's a massive problem for me. So the purpose of this video is to share with you how I come up with the views that I have so that you can use the same method if you think it's helpful, number one. But number two, more importantly, if you're someone who, like me, has done their research uh, and is reasonably confident about what's happening with an objective, impartial viewpoint, not because it's what you want to happen, but cause just because you are an informed, intelligent adult who knows how to look objectively at what's happening, but you come up against people who just don't get how to do this kind of objective research, this video and all of the, I've lost count of how many links there are, like 16 links in the description below, are to help you whenever you come across someone who uh, thinks that the market's going up, this is early 2023, um, but doesn't really have a reason why, and they go, oh, well, it's because, uh, you know, this, this, and this is all happening, so it's all fine. And that sort of, you know, really enthusiastic, yeah, it's going to be great, isn't it? Oh, it's, oh, it's just mainstream media, scaremongering, oh, ignore all that. Everything's fine. But they haven't got any actual data to back up their point of view. Copy and paste all of the links in the description below this video. Send it to them in an email and say, here are my reasons why I disagree with you. Could you, could you please send me your research that tells you why you think you're right. And it's not, so that, that's reason number one for doing this video is to, because today, some of you may have seen on Twitter, I, I was tearing my hair out with someone who I know is a property investor and he's also just, I don't know him. I've, I've only ever encountered him online. I don't know who he is. I can't speak about who he is as a person, but um, it drives me around the bend how he doesn't understand how unimpartial his views are, how badly researched and how it's just what he wants because he's an investor. And it brings me on to something which I feel very strongly about. I raise my kids and tell them that there is one golden rule in life, and that is this. Do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Anything. As long as it doesn't hurt anybody. Right? That's, I, I genuinely believe that that is a really good golden rule in life. Do whatever you want, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody. And I'm making this video because there are people who are getting hurt or having their life chances hurt by the ignorance and misinformation being pushed out by some of those people who are the kind of people that gave rise to the expression, a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing. I don't consider myself to have all the knowledge. The number one question I'm asking myself when I'm doing my research is, am I wrong? Could I be wrong about this? 
am I wrong about this? Let's try and prove myself wrong about this. Let's make sure that I've done the research so that I'm confident in my own opinion about making my own life decisions. So especially if you're a first time buyer and you're new to this, it is a bewildering head fuck of overwhelming, just a shit storm of information. And most of it is spun to try and tell you that you should buy, right? And most of you are wise enough to see through that and go, oh, you just don't believe it. You just, it's all, it all sounds too good to be true, so I don't believe it. Which I think is why my channel's doing so well, because I'm, I don't do that. I just like, this is what's happening, good or bad, up or down. This is what I think is happening. Um, so it, it's for you guys that I'm doing this, but I'm also doing this for any estate agents out there. Uh, and I know you're out there who are very good estate agents, but just aren't brilliant at, analysis and number crunching and doing research partly because you haven't got time for it and it's a massive ball ache and a pain in the ass um, and mortgage brokers and so if there, if you're an agent or a mortgage broker watching this or an investor for that matter and you really believe in January 2023 that the housing market is going to be all right it's going to be it's going to come back this is a blip um I'm hoping to explain to you why I think you're very deeply mistaken and I'm hoping to show you why um and for the investors among you so for movers agents and brokers this is a scary time and you know I don't want to make light of the fact that there are people's jobs on the line and that is terrifying you know if if, if you're if you've been in a job for a while and you've never faced a situation before and you're now facing the potential loss of your job because of how the, the the challenges that the housing industry is going through the housing market's going through i you know i i feel for you i really do feel for you i feel for anyone anyone who's who's facing the loss of their job i feel for and there's nothing funny about this and you know there are i know that there are estate agents and mortgage brokers who are fearing for their jobs and that's one of the things that gives rise to this false hope narrative that comes from a lot of agents and brokers. No, no, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be OK. Because it has to be OK, because if it's not OK, I can't do my deals and I won't make my income and I might lose my job. So, again, I don't judge anyone in that position for trying to, to communicate that everything's OK. If you're a seller watching this, wondering why your house isn't selling and thinking that by waiting you're going to get your price. I hope that by the end of this video you will understand why I think that's a massive mistake. So what I'm sharing with you isn't my opinion, it's the results of my research from which you can draw your own conclusions. I'm not forcing an opinion on you. I am sharing with you the information that is out there for all of you to see, and almost all of it is not from the media. It's mostly from government sources, um, and news sources, ONS, that kind of stuff, uh, BBC a little bit. Um, but let's get into it, okay? I I'm just going to quickly reel off all of these things, and then I'm just going to focus on inflation, employment, interest rates, and confidence, which are the things. Because if you are a first-time buyer, considering and there are so many of you every day saying we just we really want to buy we want to buy but we're not going to overpay and you've as i've said to all of you from the start <clears throat> when it comes to not overpaying 
working out what not overpaying means is a personal decision because for some of you who are in a fortunate position to be able to not feel that you're stressing yourself financially to make a purchase, perhaps you can comfortably pay a bit of a premium to secure a home just to get in it because you want to stay in it and you don't care if house prices are coming down. And that's great. Uh, but some of you aren't in that situation. You are in a position to buy. The change in interest rates has meant that the amount you can borrow with your mortgage is less, which means that you can no longer afford to buy the properties that you were looking at before until or unless their price comes down. And if you are, like most first-time buyers are, having to stretch yourself a little bit uncomfortably to make this purchase, then not overpaying is crucial. Now, if you are buying your forever home and you're really confident about your ability to pay your mortgage, you don't need to worry as much, right? You just The people who say that it doesn't matter because prices always go up in the long run, I mean, even whether they go up or down in the long run doesn't matter. If you're buying it to keep it and you can afford your mortgage, you don't need to worry so much about house prices. And if you are looking at a property and you just want to secure it and you've got the budget and you want to pay the price, there's nothing wrong with doing that. You might be slightly overpaying, but lots of people overpay all the time and it comes to no harm. But for others of you who are planning to maybe move again within a three, four, five, seven years, and who won't be able to move in three, four, five, seven years if your equity has vanished because house prices have fallen, or even worse, because your property is in negative equity, so you can't sell it at all, or even worse, your property is in negative equity and you've lost your job and you can't keep up your mortgage and you're going to potentially lose your home. For you guys, working out what not overpaying means for yourself is absolutely critical. And in order to do that, you've got to form an opinion, your own opinion, on what you think the housing market and the economy are going to do in the coming months and years. And that's where I'm going with this video. I want to give you all the information that I have got just today. I've got this one. This is all information from either was published today or yesterday or within the last week, but it's almost all bang up to date information. Which that information makes me feel like as I've said to everyone, I think house prices are going to fall on average about 35% based on the information that's out there today. That's, I don't know if things are going to change or not. They may or may not change, but that's what I think right now. And, and honestly, if you were to ask me to revise that figure today, based on the, the information from today, I'd say it's potentially going to be even worse than that. As some of the economists in these stories have said today that, that recent figures have caught them out and it's worse than expected. So if you look in the description below, I've broken up all the links into five groups of links, right? I've got four links on house prices. Okay, that's the first section, four links on house prices. I've got two links on mortgages. I've got three links on new homes. I've got three links on the economy. And I've got four links on employment. All right, let me whistle through them. And maybe just the next two minutes will be enough to convince most of you. Um, so what we've got here, I've got under the house prices, my four headings on house prices, UK house prices officially falling in November, and that's ONS government data, okay? Officially house prices are falling nationally. I've then got the UK Royal Institution of Chartered Surveyors Price Balance Survey, which is at its lowest since 2010. 
This is the body of professionals whose job it is to value properties. Okay? And they've got the worst ratings in 13 years in their house price balance survey. We've then got the Halifax and the Nationwide both showing their indices of house prices falling four months in a row. Okay? So that's the most up-to-date and completely impartial, no media involved in any of that, uh, view on house prices. Okay? So anyone watching this and disagreeing with me, you show me some impartial, not from the media, information about house prices, not asking prices, because asking prices do not equal house prices, right? Asking prices are fiction. They are wish. They are fantasy. They are the a conversation opener, right? They are arbitrary. They are meaningless. They do not bear any correlation with actual house prices. Okay, so just remember that. Right, on mortgages, two links. One is the link to the Bank of England survey that came out today with the credit conditions survey from Q4 2022. And the other link is from the media. It's the Telegraph, but it is reporting on that survey and saying that it's the toughest time to get a mortgage in 15 years as banks brace for defaults because the banks are reporting they're expecting an increase in defaults in 2023. Okay, the banks are saying that, not the newspapers, the banks. On new homes, I've got the most recent um, information releases from Barrett, Persimmon and Taylor Wimpy, the UK's three largest house builders, all of whom saw basically reservations fall off a cliff at the end of 2022. Okay, and I've got links to all of their um, trading updates that you can look at yourself to just if you guess what they always start off by saying we've been we've had strong strong trading we're doing strong trading which is enough for some of these numpties that I'm talking about to go oh well they said they're doing strong trading so it's fine. Yeah, they say that because their jobs are on the line because they work for PLCs and. If they don't say that they're doing strong trading, then they, they're worried about losing their jobs. Read into the numbers and look, and it's buried. The bad news is buried in the small print, okay? You know, Barrett, their private reservations are down 78% in December compared to the half-year point of 2022, right? So at the, at the first half of 2022 was 0.79, and at the end of December, it was 0.3. That's down 78%. That's just one of them, okay? Right, on to my next links, the economy. Today, in fact, it was only a few hours before I uh, recorded this video, Reuters has put out a story with, of a GFK survey surveying UK consumer mood. This is a long-running index. It's got graphs in it as well. UK consumer mood slides back to a near 50-year low against economist expectations, okay? I don't know why these economists are expecting, in the face of inflation and energy prices, why they're expecting consumer confidence to increase. I, I Literally, that just blows my fucking mind. That economists whose job it is to figure this out for a living, when there is no data to suggest that consumers have got more money to spend anytime soon, are predicting that uh, consumer confidence is going to rise. Okay? But there we are. Um, and as I said, you know, that, that little uh, uh, Tesco reported a, a revenue bounce in December. Oh, well, today's figures came out and it was actually a fall in sales volumes. And it's the worst ever year. 2022 was the worst ever year uh, for UK retailers. Okay. 
capped off with December being 1% lower. And one of the biggest drops December to December since records began. These are official figures, guys. This is not me or the mainstream media because I don't rely on them. I look at the summer stuff they report, but I don't rely on them to form this, this view. And then we've got inflation. And if I hear one more bozo say, oh, well, you know, inflation's coming down now, isn't it? It's coming down. It's good news. Everything's fine. The inflation target is 2%. Inflation is at 10.7%. And yes, it came down from 10 point, no, sorry, it's a 10.5%. It came down from 10.7%. So it came down 0.2%. And then, oh, inflation's coming down. Everything's fine. Stop it. Guys, it's basic maths. Don't say that and make yourself sound so stupid without checking the actual numbers. You just sound, you sound so stupid when you do that. And on inflation, while we're there, okay, so Rishi Sunak has gone, oh, one of the targets, one of the five targets for this year is that we're going to halve inflation. Hmm, halving inflation, that sounds good, doesn't it? Well, even if he hits that target, which will take it to over 5%, if he hits if he halves inflation by the end of 2023, it will still be above 5%. It will still be higher than at any time since 1992. So the, uh, our prime minister is saying that his target is that by the end of 2023, inflation will be still higher than at any point since 1992. That's his target. Think about what that means. Inflation is staying high for the whole of this year. Even if it comes down gently, it's staying high for the whole of this year and into 2024. Now, what does that do? It destroys people's income and buying power. I've then got a, a, a graph on inflation. Um, oh, I, I just thought of one I missed. Anyway, so that's, that's the economy. I've then got four links on employment. And just today I heard some bozo saying, well, unemployment's really strong. You just haven't looked at the figures. Um, job vacancies are falling and redundancies are rising. Pay attention. Uh, and on top of that, we're having the biggest wipeout of jobs in the tech sector ever. So Google, Microsoft, Amazon, uh, Twitter, Facebook, they've all been laying off record numbers of people more than they've laid off since since the dot-com crash of 2001 or whatever it was. Why would that be? Well, all of those businesses, except for Amazon, are in the advertising. Their revenues are made up mostly of advertising. So what we can read into this is that advertising revenues are falling globally and also in the UK. And why would advertising revenues be falling? Oh, because advertisers don't have the money to spend. And why wouldn't advertisers have the money to spend? Oh, because their businesses are struggling. You know, it doesn't take a huge amount of effort to look into this and think about it and go, where are the strong economic indicators that are going to sh showing that this year is going to be any better? I just can't see any. I can't see any. That RACS house price balance survey shows a downward trend starting in May 2022. It goes down, 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 down. The graph is there. Click on the link. You'll see it. Now, the other thing that pissed me off today, again, was being called a doom monger. A doom monger is someone who, without research or information to back it up, goes, well, I think we're all fucked. 
Oh, they've all fucked. Yeah, don't really know. I just feel that's what you know. Oh, it's terrible. We're all gonna be. That's not what I'm doing. I am trying to help people avoid hardship and problems by providing early warning. It is warning, right? Early warning of what the data is telling us. And for any of you thinking, well, no one's got a crystal ball, Charlie, you know, no one's got data from the future. It means you just don't understand what a trend is. Okay. And when you have a trend running without anything that we can see that's going to turn that trend around, for example, like the end of the war in Ukraine, that might change a trend, but there's no sign of that happening soon either. Okay. You just have to be able to understand what a trend is. And yes, they can change and it can be unexpected. And yes, I could be wrong. I could be wrong about all of these things. This is, you know, everything could be, all the house price data could be wrong and the mortgage reports could be wrong. The Bank of England survey could be wrong. And new homes reporting that new sales have fallen off a cliff. They could all be wrong, right? And the economy, consumer mood, lowest for 50 years, could be wrong, right? Um, and UT retailers, worst ever year, could be wrong. No, it's not wrong. It's fact. And on top of that, we know that inflation, which cannot be switched off overnight, is higher than wage rises, which means as a nation, every single month we are getting poorer. And if we're getting poorer, we've got less to spend. We also know, by the way, that we um, borrowed more on credit cards in December 2022 than we have at any time since 2004. So we're borrowing to buy less than we were before because inflation's gone up so high. Inflation is a bastard. It's an absolute bastard. It's wiping out everyone's buying power and quality of life with it. So I haven't even said how bad I think it's going to get. I have not yet said in the video how bad I think it's going to get. If I, if I said that, I really would get the doom, the, the acquisitions of Doomongers coming out. And that's why I haven't said it. I just keep on letting you guys know. Now, I'm rambling on. I want to wrap it up. I hope that's helpful. Please send this video or copy and paste all the links in the description below to anybody who's telling you that prices are going up. And if they mention asking prices, give them a metaphorical slap and go, no, asking prices do not equal house prices. And ask them for their 16 or whatever it is, any links to indicators that show that none of this, that all of this or any of this is wrong. So guys, I'll wrap up by just saying, I'm not saying don't buy, do buy people need to move, right? Move house. We need to move house for life reasons. But if you're trying to buy and you can't get the agent or the seller to sense or see sense on price, send them this video or send them the links in the video and just copy and paste it. Just copy and paste it all into an email and go, hey guys, could you look at this one and tell me why you think there's any good news? And don't overpay. And I had someone today send me a message saying that they were happy because they've negotiated 3% off the asking price of the house that they're buying. And you know, that's great. If they're comfortable with that and they can afford it, that's cool. That's fine. But for those of you who think that negotiating anything off asking price equals you haven't overpaid, when I think house prices are going to fall 35%, it's just what I think, right? Um, please check that you've considered if you might be wrong and if house prices might fall further than you think they're going to fall. And if so, what does it mean for you? As long as you've thought that through and you're still comfortable with the risks, crack on. Crack on and go and buy your home and get in there and, and, and button down that, batten down the hatches and knuckle down and, and just make sure that you can afford your mortgage and, and stay there. Because there's nothing nicer than living in your own home. It's amazing. But if you're an investor watching this, who's trying to talk the market up just because of your investments, 
then I refer back to this point at the beginning of the video where I, of the video where I said, do whatever you like, as long as you're not harming people. And talking the market up because of your portfolio is hurting people's life chances. So unless you can back it up with credible data, then stop it because you're hurting people. And on that happy note, um, I hope you enjoyed this video. I'm going to just cheers you with a cup of tea. And if Amory hasn't fallen asleep, I'm not going to go and watch our Friday night film with her, but it's quite late, so I may have missed the boat. I hope that's a helpful video, guys. I really do. Um, please share it far and wide. And I'll see you on the next one. Bye for now.